Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, Zinger Nation? Welcome back to the sixth episode of Moon or Bust. Sorry we had some technical difficulties, but we are on the way now. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great episode for you today, jam-packed with a lot of cool info, like the top altcoins on Coinbase, and we have our first ever Moon or Bust interview with Detroit legend Trey Little. You guys should get super excited for that. Uh, Go drop some hype in the comments, drop a like, Uh, and we'll get this thing started. Also, make sure to subscribe to the channel. We are almost at 100K, uh, and we are doing a huge giveaway when that happens, so you want to stay tuned so you don't miss out on that. All righty. Without further ado, I'm going to bring my co-hosts onto the stream. I'm joined today by Ryan McNamara. How are you doing? I'm good, Logan. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Ryan. And we also have Brian Moore. Hey, <clears throat> how's it going? I'm doing great, Brian. I, uh, portfolio is looking good today. The market's pretty green, so I'm feeling good. How about you? Yeah, everything's looking much better than the previous weekend. Yeah, it I'm is. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about today, too. Yeah, so. no, I'm so excited. You have, do you have a little uh, sneak tease of a special moon or bust product that might be coming out sooner or later yeah we're going to be uh launching our own token on the binance smart chain so stay tuned for that we'll be doing some airdrops and use it for extra goodies and we'll put more details out on that later but it's pretty exciting super exciting and you heard him correctly moon or bust token is coming to a youtube channel near you um, we will have some more information on that, but get hyped, get ready. It's going to be pretty cool, um, and we are doing this all for you guys. So make sure you stay tuned, subscribe, and uh, drop a like. Uh, so we're going to cut it pretty short on news today. We're just going to do one headline. Um, Ryan, talk to us about the Bitcoin blockchain upgrade. Sure. So there's a new update coming to Bitcoin, and we haven't seen a big update to Bitcoin since 2017 when Bitcoin Cash hard forked with Bitcoin. Um, So this new update, it's called Taproot, and it's going to make transactions much more private. So right now with Bitcoin transactions, you can have multiple signatures and institutions do this a lot just to add security. And now with this new Taproot upgrade, which is slated to come out either in October or November, uh, those will not be a thing anymore. You won't be able to see those like publicly on the blockchain, which will add security. Um, Along with that, there will be lower transaction fees with Taproot. 
uh, among faster transactions. So uh, Taproot will be a soft fork upgrade. So there, there are two main types of upgrades on Bitcoin's network, hard forks and soft forks. Uh, soft forks are upgrades to the software where there isn't a new coin minted. And hard forks are a little bit different. Hard forks are when uh, the network disagrees with something. So for example, Bitcoin Cash has a larger block size than Bitcoin. Uh, I think it's eight megabytes compared to one megabyte. And uh, the difference there is you can hold a lot more transactions per block with Bitcoin Cash. So it's meant to be more of like a payment system instead of a store of value. Um, however, not everybody agreed with the Bitcoin Cash fork. So it became a hard fork where Bitcoin split into Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Uh, but now with this Taproot upgrade, it's just a, it's a software upgrade. So it's going straight to the Bitcoin's network and it should benefit all users of Bitcoin since the transaction fees are going down, uh, the times are going going to be quicker on it. So it, it looks like a very good upgrade for Bitcoin. Uh, it's not confirmed just yet. The miners have to come to consensus on it. And I think mm -hmm. so far there's about 25% consensus. And I think they have 30 days to get to 90% consensus for it to be implemented. Uh, what did you say we're at right now? About 25%. 25 uh, But it's, okay. not, it's not too controversial of an upgrade. So most people think it will be happening and we should be able to see it by the end of the year. So these lower fees in the upgrade, are they coming out of the miners' pockets or how is this going to happen? Uh, no, they're not coming out of the miners' pockets. So now uh, essentially what's happening is uh, all the transactions will look the same on the block. And since you don't have multiple signatures and all this additional info, uh, which leads to like increased privacy because you're not able to see as much on the block, less data is stored. And since less data is stored, like I said, uh, Bitcoin has a one megabyte capacity per block. You're able to store more transactions per block. So since there are more transactions, but less fees, it should even out and the miners should be able to make about the same revenue that they are now. That's awesome. Thank you so much for filling us in on that. Okay, so that's all the news that we're going to talk about today. Um, we wanted to do something that we talked about last time. We saw a lot of hype in the chat for. Um, we're going to do an overview of yield farming. So yield farming is a product that's uh, pretty new in the decentralized finance space. Um, and it allows you to earn extra interest and APY on your crypto coins and tokens that you're already holding. Um, so I know that Ryan has been doing some yield farming for at least a year now. Um, I, I think Brian is pretty active in the space as well. Uh, I tended to, to shy away from, a little bit, uh, from it a little bit because I was just nervous. I saw these yields that looked too good to be true. Um, but now it's becoming more, uh, more real. It's, it's being launched on the Ethereum network through these side chains like Polygon, products like Aave um, are that are available on Coinbase are creating some pretty huge yield opportunities um, in some pretty uh, relatively safe coins compared to what yield farming has been in the past. So um, Ryan, could you give us like a, like a high level overview of what yield farming is for anyone who doesn't know out there? Sure. Uh, so yield farming is kind of a loose definition. It really just means any way you can earn interest on your cryptocurrency. Um, but more specifically, yield farming is usually referred to um, when you earn interest on a cryptocurrency, but then you take whatever stake tokens you have to earn additional interest. So um, when people say yield farming, usually they're not just talking about like staking on ETH2 or providing liquidity on Uniswap. Uh, usually what they're talking about is like taking out loans with their crypto, then using those loans to provide liquidity. So essentially you're, you're multiplying your interest on your investments. Uh, Brian, do you have anything to add to that? I don't think I covered everything there. No, uh, like you said, it's a pretty open-ended um, 
like a generalization because some like some of the topics we have they're going to fall into multiple categories of our like wrap tokens or um lp tokens or you know yield farming so today's kind of uh it's going to bounce around a little bit but it's mainly focused on you know the best coins you can have on coinbase but these coins right now they're they're going to give you a very high return so it, it is can be a little complicated but it's also just as simple as ryan just uh described it so it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of depth to it mm -hmm. and there's definitely really good incentives to yield firm right now because all these platforms are providing incentives to users to go and like provide liquidity or do different things on their platform so a lot of times you can actually earn like whatever native token that that platform has like for example uniswap used to uh, give out uniswap tokens for people who provided liquidity uh, they don't do that anymore, but a lot of platforms still do that, which is just like icing on the cake, really, because you're earning extra tokens on top of the interest you're earning, on top of the multiplied like interest you're earning if you are doing yield farming. Yeah, like pancake swap, you'll get cake right, for yeah. tokens and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really interesting and a good way if you want to be more on the side of conservative and get into some of these, you know, high yield um, altcoins. It's a really good way to kind of hedge your bets and um, for the longevity, not just, you know, that instant trading all the time, but, you know, you put it in there and it's just going to grow. And a bunch of platforms have a whole bunch of different um, APYs. Some are safer than others. Some are kind of risky. And if the coin doesn't do well, you're not going to do well. But, you know, almost every exchange in some way, shape or form will have a version of this. Mm -hmm. So and Brian brings up a, no, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Brian brings up a pretty good point about risks with yield farming. Um, there are certain risks with yield farming that you don't always think of right away because it really all it shows you is an annual interest rate. Um, but there certainly are risks to yield farming. Um, one is the coins that you have just depreciating in value, which is a very big risk for smaller coins, and it's also a risk for when you're earning extra incentives on top. So. Like if you're using a smaller platform that has a small market cap coin, um, that might be where most of your interest is coming from. And then if that coin crashes, then you lose all of your interest. Uh, on top of that, there's also smart contract risks. So make sure that whatever smart, smart contracts you're uh, putting your cryptocurrency into, it has been audited. And if it hasn't been audited, I like to just see how much total value is locked in the smart contract. Uh, because essentially, that's basically the bounty. Uh, for hacking the smart contract, because if a hacker were able to hack the smart contract, they'd be able to seize all the funds from it. So if you see a 10 or $100 million total value locked in a smart contract, then you can bet that it's probably pretty safe because no one's been able to seize the money from it. And as that increases, generally, that's it just gets safer and safer. And we talked about some of those risks with uh, um, Pancake Bunny and um, DeFi 100, uh, like, we talked about last episode so you got to be pretty careful and not just jump into any single one pancake swap has their um has had problems in the past too so you know it is risky but it is uh sometimes safer if it's with something like coinbase where you're just holding it in your <clears throat> in your wallet and it's gaining interest that's pretty safe or if it's one of those coin uh, one of those places where it's like compound or somewhere else where you know it's a tried and true um and secure platform 
that's a pretty good one, but they don't always have the high APYs like some of the other ones where you're getting 400%. That's when you start get, seeing a lot more risk. But yeah. <clears throat> so Ryan, I have two questions for you. Um, one, what is a farm token? I keep hearing about farm tokens. Could you explain what that is compared to like your, your other tokens? And then if someone wanted to get started uh, with yield farming, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so to, to answer your second question first, to get going with yield farming, uh, my number one tip would just be download MetaMask and send some of your cryptocurrency to MetaMask. Uh, MetaMask is the easiest cryptocurrency wallet to use with DeFi. Uh, since it has a Google Chrome extension, it's really easy to use with all these different platforms. Uh, it has a very simple user interface too. Um, so as long as you have the money to cover the Ethereum gas fees, that's a great way to go about it. And if you would prefer to wait until layer two solutions become bigger to avoid some of those gas fees, then PancakeSwap and Binance Smart Chain is also a good option for that. Uh, and then as far as farm tokens go, I actually haven't heard that term very much, but I'd assume that farm tokens are just the native tokens on like yield farming platforms. Uh, so like I said before, a lot of these platforms offer extra incentives to, to use them for uh, like staking liquidity and staking your cryptocurrency. So farm tokens, I would assume, are just the native tokens for those yield farming platforms. It's more like a, it's just another word for um, uh, liquidity mining. It's, it's pretty much the oh, same okay. thing. So they it's more like LP farm. tokens? Yeah, that, that's what it really is. Because <clears throat> okay. you're, you're farming for, or you're mining for these coins, but it's called farming because you plant your seed and let it grow kind of kind of deal. Okay. Gotcha. And, and we have a comment from the chat. Um, Ryan, I know you mentioned the MetaMask wallet. What about Trust Wallet? Yeah, Trust Wallet's another great option to use. I personally prefer MetaMask just because one, it's been a lo around longer and two, it has that Google Chrome extension. So it makes it a little bit easier to use on your laptop. Uh, but yeah, Trust Wallet's a great option as well. Yeah, MetaMask, you can go to a bunch of different um, networks. Trust Wallet, you can but it's set up for the Binance smart chain uh, out the gate. <clears throat> so it's a little, it, MetaMask is just easier to use if you're on a desktop or on your phone. Uh, Trust wallets, but is just as good though, um, depending on you know what situation you're in. Uh, there's a little bit more uh, wiggle room with MetaMask, but they're, they're both about the same. But I like MetaMask awesome. a lot more as well. So one of the biggest platforms <clears throat> for yield farming um, is known as Ave, and I'm just going to pull it up right here and show you guys live on stream. Um, so if you go to app.ave, uh, you can see their their V2 markets, um, but they also these are going to be uh, on just Ethereum layer one. But they also have a uh, there's also Ave on this the Polygon side chain. If you guys don't know about the Polygon side chain, it's a layer two scaling solution for Ethereum uh, that will drastically reduce your gas fees. So swapping between yield farms uh, is going to become a lot cheaper and more manageable, and it will make it uh, practical with a lot smaller amounts of money. Um, and to to encourage people to to get on this Polygon network, um, which used to be known as Matic, that's why the ticker is, is Matic. Uh, they are actually giving away a ton of free Matic, as you can see, um, oop, a little bit too far, a little bit, okay, so uh, you can earn an extra yield um, in these Matic tokens, which have been doing some really, really good things lately. Uh, the price is way up, and it, it's, um, 
looking really bullish for the rest of the market cycle. Uh, so you can earn extra incentives um, just by being early and getting into this now. So that's something you definitely want to look into. So, but when you when you send your your coins over to this Polygon sidechain, you're gonna need to you'll uh, you're gonna need to wrap them. Um, and this is like a, something that confuses a lot of people. So this is uh, another topic that we wanted to bring up today and uh, kind of talk about. So Ryan, could you talk to us about what wrapped tokens are um, and why you would need to wrap them? Sure. So the, the biggest example of a wrapped token right now is wrapped Bitcoin, WBTC. And it's, I think, like the 18th largest cryptocurrency by market cap, which is kind of crazy because really it's just Bitcoin. Um, but the way it works is you would deposit a cryptocurrency, in this case, Bitcoin, to a smart contract, which then mints a wrapped Bitcoin on Ethereum's network. So then it turns Bitcoin into an ERC-20, or at least wrapped Bitcoins in ERC-20. Um, so that way you can then use Bitcoin on Ethereum's network to do all these different yield farming techniques, as well as just like <clears throat> earn interest or provide liquidity um, and basically just do anything that you could with Ethereum, but with the price of Bitcoin. So if you prefer to be exposed to Bitcoin's price volatility instead of Ethereum or any other ERC-20 token, then you could wrap your Bitcoin, be exposed to Bitcoin, but still have all the benefits of Ethereum's network. Um, so that one's the most straightforward wrapped token, I think. Mm -hmm. There's also wrapped ETH, which is a little bit more confusing because it's already on Ethereum's network. Um, essentially with wrapped ETH, what you're doing is you're taking it off the core blockchain just to avoid high transaction fees. Um, but you can also wrap tokens on other networks like layer two mm -hmm. um, and just other tokens like Binance. You can do like uh, Binance Bitcoin, I think. <clears throat> they're called pegged on um it's called pegged yeah. okay yes but it's it's essentially the same thing you're you're putting cryptocurrency in a reserve to mint the same cryptocurrency on another blockchain so you can utilize that blockchain instead of the native blockchain for that cryptocurrency yeah so so the blockchains the coins <coughs> for each blockchain aren't interoperable so you can't just send your btc to like the matic sidechain for example you would need to wrap it on ethereum and then wrap it into the Polygon, the Polygon sidechain. Um, so that is a really high level overview of wrapped tokens uh, and yield farming. So we're gonna, now we're gonna transition to uh, how you can get into these uh, the coins in this space on Coinbase. We know that a lot of uh, people start off in crypto using Coinbase. Um, and so we just wanted to, uh, you know, highlight some of the best coins that we think are available uh, on this super available platform. Uh, so Ryan, do you have, do you have a, a pick as your best token on Coinbase? Yeah, Logan, I'm sure you see this coming, but my pick on Coinbase is of course Uniswap. Uh, for those of you who haven't been listening into the show, I'm a big fan of Uniswap. It's the leading decentralized exchange on Ethereum, and it has the most transaction volume out of any decentralized exchange. Um, with its new V3, there's very high capital efficiency, which basically means they can transact a lot more cryptocurrency with a lot less locked in their smart contracts. Um, and I've explained concentrated liquidity, which is the innovation that makes this possible in uh, previous episodes. So if you're interested in learning more about Uniswap, you can go back to those. Uh, past episodes, but right now Uniswap is a great buy at $26 in my opinion, not financial advice, of course, 
um, but it did hit a peak of $45 and it's down all the way to 26. And Uniswap is not going anywhere. This is here to stay. It's the largest DEX. It's probably the safest DEX that you can invest in today. It has a very solid team backing <laughs> it who's very active on Twitter. Um, so it has a lot of great things going for it. And I think it's really set up to succeed for this bull run. <laughs> Yeah, it's on sale. I would uh, I'd agree with it being the largest and one of the best. And once I kind of dove into writing smart contracts and figuring out how to deploy a coin and stuff, I found that um, PancakeSwap or any of these other uh, DEXs are pretty much forks of Uniswap. They use the same code base, but then they make it their own. But pretty much anything you'll go, because Uniswap's open source, you can just use it and mold it. But they they really um, defined how to make it, how to do it right and how to do it well. So they, they are absolutely are the number one and probably will stay that way. ETH gas needs to go down, but they're fixing that um, with a new update very soon. So mm-hmm. I... I'm not going to agree with it's my favorite one, but it's definitely a very, very important one. And you should, it is at a good price. Yeah. You should definitely look. So, yeah. so we have Ryan locked in with uni as his favorite coin on Coinbase. Uh, but Brian doesn't agree. Brian, what is your pick as the best coin on Coinbase? So I've talked about this a few times. I kind of have a, a, a twofer, but um, ICP internet computers, probably my favorite and in my opinion, going to be one of the bigger ones to happen over over the next couple of years because what they're doing is just incredible. Now, it, it needs to be proven that it's going to happen and going to be done, but they are well on their way and they have a they have more than an MVP right now. So they actually have a product and it's I think that's going to change the whole game. Um, I think that it's going to change how we interact with the internet as a whole if it gets widely adopted yeah this is pretty crazy we've talked about internet computer a few times on the show before it's always done really well uh, so make sure you go check out those past episodes and also the benzinga clips channel just want to give that a quick shout out Um, all of the internet computer highlights are available on the benzinga clips channel so look that up if you're interested to learn more um, I'm going to have to speed through my pick of the best coin on Coinbase uh, because we have an exciting interview coming up for you with Trey Little. Uh, so everyone go drop a like right now. Drop a like for Trey. Get hype. Um, and uh, also comment your favorite coin on Coinbase while you're down there. Uh, so let me just pull up my pick. I'm going to choose uh, Polygon today um, as my favorite coin on Coinbase because of its potential for scaling Ethereum. You guys know that I am one of the biggest Ethereum bulls out there. Uh, and the only pr- uh, the only complaint, the only problem that it has right now is scaling. And Polygon is the solution to that. It was founded, uh, the, I- the original idea for it was created by Vitalik Buterin, the co-founder of Ethereum. Uh, and all the creators of it are from the Ethereum Foundation. Uh, so as Ethereum goes, uh, so will Polygon. And as Polygon grows, so will Ethereum. Um, so yeah, there's also uh, some pretty good price action on it. It dropped all the way down back below a dollar uh, during the crash, and it is now trying to reach new all-time highs. Uh, so that's something to look out for going forward. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So 
We have, uh, you guys know the name of the show, Moon or Bust. You know the final segment where you guys drop coins, you guys drop tokens in the chat, uh, and we pull them up and we look at them and we give you our review of your favorite coins and tokens. Uh, and so if you want if you want to hear our take on a potential investment that you've been thinking about, make sure you stick around and we will get to that uh, towards the end of the show. Um, but now is now is a very special moment uh, for the moon or bust. We have our first ever uh, guest on the show here in Detroit, live in the Benzinga office. Uh, his name is Trey Little, and I'm going to bring him on stream. He needs uh, no introduction from me. Trey, how are you doing today? What's good? I'm feeling real good. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm honored to be here. Love the office. Love the people. It's, ama it's an amazing place to be. Yeah, thanks so much, Trey. Hey, thanks for coming in, too. So you, uh, you were born and raised in Detroit, right? Yes, born and raised. Awesome. And uh, so... Can you give us a little bit uh, of background for those in the audience who don't know um, who you are, what you do, all the incredible things that you've done for the city uh, and for the world through your online presence? Could you just give us an overview of that? Yeah, so um, first I'm a rapper and influencer, over 1.2 million followers on TikTok. I'm also an activist here in Detroit. We've helped pass different laws and different things that help the police interact better with the community or the community understand what the police are doing and bridge that gap. So I was one of the people who helped pass different laws and bring the community and police together. I'm also um, a husband and father and you know, raising up my son to learn everything that I'm doing and stuff like that. So a lot of my story is coming out of the grit and grind of Detroit and you know, making it out of the streets and actually getting into investing, being a rapper and artist and telling my story through everything that I do from TikTok content, you know, interviews and music and you know, I'm just trying to inspire the world and help, you know, other people live their dream and find their purpose. That is so cool, so awesome and I um, I know you had some crazy stuff going on last year um, with the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests, and you've made some huge impacts in the city, um, some real visible impacts that have affected thousands, if not millions of people. Um, and I, I, that's just, that's awesome. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for your background. Um, so you mentioned that you're getting into investing. Could you talk to us a little bit about how that started um, and what that journey has been like for you? Yeah, yeah so... so um, I value, I value financial, financial literacy. literacy. You know, I come from a place where a majority of the people that I know were impoverished. So it was like, I didn't know anything about financial literacy or investing or saving or none, nothing like that. So once I started really growing and traveling and meeting people and being on tour for music, I started meeting a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, real estate agents own property. So I'm like, okay, you know, whenever I get my opportunity to get into this, I will, you know? So as I got older, um, got married and, you know, started traveling and, and really living life and having fun and doing a lot of things. But what happened was I racked up a lot of debt. So I was in $10,000 of credit card debt. We had just got a new house in Detroit. We had, you know, car payments and all this stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, first I need to knock out this debt and then I need to figure out what I'm going to do business wise. So once TikTok started taking off and I started traveling, making more money for music, I said, okay, I can put aside a lot of this extra money pay off this debt and then start my investing journey because I looked at, you know, working and getting out and hustling, which something that I'm used to as, you know, how to make money, but it's like, okay, how can I make money without going out and working for it? And how can I make money in my sleep? So, you know, I started looking around, meeting a lot of business owners and people that I looked up to 
And, you know, it actually started with you, Logan, too, where I actually took that first step. You know, um, I remember like it was yesterday. You came to the studio. I invited you to a session where I was finishing up my project. And you came through and you showed me a portfolio. And I was like, whoa, like most of the people that I know, they put $2 in Robin Hood. And they're like, one day I'm going to be rich. Like, I just bought some Coca-Cola. It's going to blow up and I'm going to get a million dollars. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. So I remember, you know, having a conversation and you were like, you know, it's free. You can get a free stock. And I was like, really? Okay. I got a little bit of money saved. So I remember you sent me the invite. It was the free $5 stock. And at the time, like I didn't have a lot of money saved up, but I had a platform. So I started inviting everyone I know to join a platform with me and we all got free stocks. So then I started selling those stocks and then started buying ones that I believe would grow. So every day I was binge watching different YouTube channels about investing and reading articles. And once I seen an opportunity for crypto, I remember, you know, it had just crashed and it was like, man, this is the best opportunity. I remember you and like, you know, saying that in other people and reading articles like right now it's cheaper than ever you can get in. So I stood on the sidelines waiting and I'm a firm believer that, you know, timing is everything, you know, um, T.I., the rapper, said, timing means preparation leads to success. So I was already prepared. So when the market crashed, um, I got right into Ethereum and got a whole, you know, coin for $600 and then, like, kept buying in. So now, you know, that it's growing, you know, it feels good to own, you know, multiple coins of Ethereum. And, you know, once I realized what I had, I had to keep reading about it every day to stay on top of where the market was going and other coins that I can buy into and how much money I can make off Ethereum and if it was worth me keep investing into it or not, um, which it is in my opinion, not financial advice, but you know, that's how I initially got started in it. That is so cool. And I know um, we, we've been friends for four or five years now. So um, coming from the background that you have where you, you didn't have a lot of financial literacy and advice around you, um, you had to like teach yourself, you had to, to do this all for yourself. What are some of the best resources that you found? Um, like, are there any like YouTube channels or books that you want to shout out that like, um, re really got you going and helped you the most? And then also when, when someone reaches out to you and asks you how, did they, how should they get started investing, what do you tell them? Okay, okay so, so one of the things that, that really helped me was an entrepreneur named Gary Vee. A lot of his stuff was like hustle, grind, sacrifice, you know, the things that you want right now, that uh, temporary gratification for something that's going to pay off in the future. So watching Gary Vee, um, Graham Stephan is another one of my favorite people to watch. And, you know, I just I really look into like new channels and different channels that have a lot of, you know, information already out there. So those are a few people that I watch. And then another thing is that I always reach out to people that's doing what I want to do. So if there's a business owner that I really like, really like, I try to reach out. And then if I can't get in contact with that person, then I'll find someone that knows that person. And I try to get, you know, information and see what value I can offer to that person. So that's one of the biggest things, being able to talk directly with people that's doing what I want to do or if not finding other people in their direct circle. And then when people reach out to me, I always like to say, like, I'm no financial guru. Um, I'm not like some, you know, rich entrepreneur, but what I do know is how to make um, something out of nothing. I know how to get through the grind and the grit of everyday life and create an opportunity when there's not one. So when people reach out to me, I like to say, hey, you know, if you have, you know, if you're in college, if you barely have any money, you know, instead of getting $300 from, you know, your paycheck and going to buy some Jordans, spend, you know, $80 at, you know, Play-Doh's Closet, get some used shoes and put the rest of that money you know, away and save it up until you can invest. So that's what I did. You know, I had to had to scrape and grind my way to having, you know, thousands of dollars to invest, you know. So 
really it's like not trying to impress the people around you, being confident in who you are and and realizing that you can find good deals. You know, people tell me all the time, like, man, you should go out and buy this. You can you man, you got a million followers, man. You got a flex, man. Get a bigger chain. I'm like, ah, I'd rather get a little simple piece, you know what I mean? Because you know, um, I want to invest in the future. So that's one of the biggest things I tell people is like, be authentic to yourself first, you know, um, invest in yourself and then find the people that like you for you. Because if you can be around people that like you for some used Nikes, then them the right people to be around. And then once you start scaling and you start investing and making money, them will be the same people that stick with you. So that's what I like to tell people, you know, um, hustle, grind, just like I did when you didn't really have much. And, and just live a humble life and work your way up. You know, if, if we're young, you know, we can't be so quick to impress other people. I realize, like, if we're in our 20s, you know, 30s, then, like, we're grinding. You know, we're not trying to lease Bentleys and all these cars we can't afford, but just really live that, that humble life and find people that, you know, you can influence with who you are. And then once you can afford different things, then, you know, like, you get there, but it's a step at a time, you know? Exactly. That's that's such great advice. Um for everyone out there. And you mentioned that you have over a million followers. Could you talk to us about that? Yeah, so um, that came, like I said, being early. Just like I said, when I got in early with cryptocurrency, with TikTok, I got in right when it was musically. I posted like three videos and was like, man, it's not working. So then I had to realize like, okay, I'm seeing other people like Gary Vee talk about this could be the next big thing. So I said, let me give it another try. So, like I said, I didn't have, you know, an agent. I didn't have anybody who can promote me. I didn't have advertisement dollars. But I'm like, I got time and I got the work ethic. So I started researching, you know, how to blow up on TikTok and then how to monetize. And um, a channel named Brandman Shine, he gives advice to up-and-coming artists and influencers. So I watched his stuff. He said, you can make money off TikTok. I said, okay, cool. Let me try this. So every day I spent like five to six hours that I might have been in the passenger seat of a car, you know, or like riding with someone or something like that, posting videos, getting content or on some sort of break at the studio. And I was putting like, you know, five to six hours a day into creating content, uploading like 10 to 15 videos a day. And then once I found the videos that were working for me, and that was me telling my story. Hey, you know, I'm from this neighborhood right here. When I grew up, it was a really rough area. Now here's me, you know, traveling you know, to Miami or to LA and doing these kind of things. So I started inspiring people, being authentic to myself. And I realized that a lot of other influencers were like, hey, I've already made it. Look at me, right? But for me, it was like, hey, I'm trying to make it. Here's my journey. And so many people seen me at the early in my journey and they got to watch me build and grow and start attracting more people, you know. And now having a million followers, I feel like I'm still in my journey, still trying to meet my goals, and people feel like they've seen my journey. So that's how I built the followers, and it was it was caring about the people and what they were, you know, interested in. You know, like when it came to, you know, all the tension going on in Detroit, a lot of people feared, like, okay, Detroit is about to be destroyed. And I came out and brought clarity in that time and said, hey, right now is a good time for, you know, people to, to speak out on what's hurting them and also for people to listen. And I was able to create unity. And the whole world, you know, I felt like got behind me and supported what I did. And like I said, it was about just the work ethic. It was about the right timing and also seeing what, what, what the people were interested in and providing that. And now people feel like they've been a part of my journey. And it's, it's, been, it's been good, you know, so yeah. So how have, I know that there's a lot of investing in crypto stuff that's going on in TikTok and growing in the TikTok world right now. Um, have you taken part of any of that? And what, what is that space looking like? 
Yeah, so there's a few people that I've seen on there talking about investing in crypto, but you know, I haven't seen a lot of big channels or popping up frequently, but I know a lot of people are interested now, especially because of something like Dogecoin, right? You had Bitcoin getting popular, but when Dogecoin hit and Elon Musk and Miley Cyrus and Saturday Night Live and everyone was interested in it. So what I started doing was talking about it on there. And, you know, I've seen and heard that TikTok can also push a price. You know, there was a group of people that got together that said, hey, let's try to push. I think it was I can't remember which coin it was, but they actually pushed and impacted the price of a coin. So TikTok is one of those platforms that has given the people the power to make anything happen once they get together. So I feel like if someone big enough got on TikTok and said, you know, let's all buy in into this coin, like the price of that coin will rise. You know, you can believe that, you know, and TikTok has pushed so many different things. Like if a song blows up on TikTok, it becomes a number one song on the radio, on the charts, Billboard, Spotify. So I feel like when it comes to investing, it can really impact the price. Now me personally, what I try to do is pull from different things that's going on in, in popular media. So if a rapper buys a million dollar chain, right? I would say, hey, if I had a million dollars, instead of buying a chain, I would buy, you know, maybe a thousand dollar chain, you know, buy a house, and then I would take the rest of that and invest it in Ethereum or Bitcoin, right? So I'll break down practical ways that I would invest that money, and then I'll go back, like, for example, um, I just sold a truck that I wasn't using, and then I put the money right in Ethereum when it crashed, and now the money's going up because I sold the truck, you know, put it right in Ethereum at the right time. And then it's starting to go up. So I try to pull from different popular media sources. And then I like to implement my own ideas and things that I'm doing with investing to educate people that follows me, that follow me. So when they're old enough, they can invest or they can get their parents to help them. But I try to give them that guidance on different ways to go about it and think about it. So when you see uh, TikTok have an influence on the market and have an influence on uh, the, the greater world, how does that make you feel and like what's your what's your prediction for the future of like social media and the next generation will they be more involved in finance uh than the previous generations have been are they going to be the ones to push crypto out um or or do they not care i feel good about it because a social media platform like tiktok it has the power to make you a celebrity overnight i've seen that with different friends and it allows you to live whatever dream and life that you want to live if you put in the work so I feel like it removed the traditional gatekeepers that you would see. Like, for instance, when we're talking about finance, you know, we're seeing that uh, cryptocurrency is the future. It's becoming less about gold and less about paper. So the same thing with social media. Everything is becoming digital. So I think it ties directly in. So there's really not a lot of gatekeepers. So people can, you know, really get on there, build a voice, build a platform. And it makes me happy because, like I said, in my life, it's all it's always been about the grit, the grind and hustle and not really getting any handouts or someone putting me on, but working for it. So I think, you know, it's really good to have a platform like that. And then, you know, it, it's good that it's about the people now. It's not necessarily about one person or a group of people. It's about the the consumers as a whole. And, you know, it helps to where our opinions and what we care about matters and we control what goes on. So I think now this is an opportunity for the influencers to be able to partner with traditional corporations or, you know, represent certain crypto. And then I think when it comes to cryptocurrency now, more people are going to get involved with it because you see a joke like Dogecoin um, get a lot of people more familiar with investing. Now a lot of people ask me about investing advice or, you know, not investing advice, but they ask me what I'm doing 
just because they heard about Dogecoin and that got them familiar with the market. So I think it's going to get more people investing and interested at a younger age. You know, high schoolers are going to be interested in investing when, you know, five years ago it was only, you know, people who were working with, you know, corporations and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it's good for the future. Yeah, I love it. And I am here for all of it. I know my 13 year old little brother uh, has his own Robinhood account that he is, has been grinding. He's up like over 100 percent or something Ooh. stupid in the past couple of months. Get so it, shout out Paxton. Um, so, so Trey, where can the people find you? Give us a little shout out. Yeah, so you yeah, can so find you me find anywhere me. at Trey Little. My username is right there. T-R-A-Y-L-I-T-T-L-E. I'm constantly reporting on what's going on and talking about how that applies to the people that's watching. So you can find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and DM me if you got any questions. I respond to everybody. That's the best place to reach me. That is so awesome. Hey, would you like to stick around for our Moon or Bus segment and go over some coins with us? I get it. All right, I'm going to add uh, Brian and Ryan back to the stream. Uh, and thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed us having Trey on. Uh, go smash the like and drop a comment and go follow Trey. You guys see his handle at Trey Little on TikTok, IG, everything. Go hit, go hit him up. Um, and give him some love for coming on the show today. We know Zinger Nation is one big family, uh, and we're glad to have Trey as a part of it now. Uh, and also, while you're down there in the comments, drop your tickers. We are about to go over the coins that you guys want to see. Uh, so let's get it going. Roll the Moon or Bust intro clip that we don't have yet. <laughs> um, all right, let me, let me pull up my screen. Is anyone? Are there any coins yet? <clears throat> There's some up, up top. Uh, we got uh, Matic, Poly. Well, it's the same. Uh, we, we talked about those. L-I-E-N yeah. and H-Y-F-I. Emacs oh. and Clue. Clue's kind of an interesting one. Clue, um, you want to get started with Clue today? Yeah. Um, Neil told me about it and told me to look into it. They like make it really difficult to buy, kind of. it. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it besides what I saw on Coin Market Cap. It's um, it's a very interesting coin. Can you guys get I it? I am pulling it Hold up up. on Coin Market Cap right now, and we will take a look at Clue Coin. So let me throw this on the stream. Uh, and okay, so this is a BSC coin. Uh, we can see that here is on the Binance Smart Chain, um, and let's see more stats. The market, no market cap. Hmm. What no, it's mean? it's a uh, it, it's built for. Um, I, it might be too new to have a market cap on um, Coin Market Cap, but it's like mm -hmm. one of those. It's another charity DeFi tokens. So it's you know it, if it gets popularity, it starts trending. It can do really well. Um, it kind of depends on that, but I kind of like the aspect of it. Um, they're, they made it as a staking, as a platform, pretty much the classic Binance Smart Chain um, DeFi token. And it's, you know, it, it, the longer you hold it, the more coins you're going to get, the more you're going to um, appreciate your wallet. So, I mean, it's, you know, it can, it can work out. Again, it's dependent on if it, you know, stays popular, but I, I like their whole design and how they have it and how they're marketing on Twitter. It's, it's pretty neat. So what makes them, uh, what makes them different than some of the other DeFi coins that we've talked about on the show? 
uh, maybe if we can have him on to, to talk about it because I don't see much of a difference um, from the overview, mm-hmm. you know, from what we can see the surface level. And we uh, just so everyone knows, we do look at these if we haven't heard of them. We're going to look at it at the surface level only. We're not going to dive deep into it. We're just looking at what we can find as any normal investor sees it trending on Twitter, goes, looks up on CoinMarketCap, and then look, you know, goes into it and decides if they want to go or not. We don't know the ins and outs of these things because we're just seeing them. So I want to make that clear from a couple episodes ago, too. Yeah, exactly. The point of this segment is just to show you how we approach new coins, how we go about thinking about them. We are obviously not experts on all of these coins, especially because they're sometimes really far out in the market cap. Um, So we just want to show you how we would approach them so you can do the same thing. As always, this is not financial advice. Uh, This is just for you guys to learn and uh, for us to connect as Zinger Nation. So uh, I'm going to give this one a... Uh, a tentative bust until I can hear something that makes them unique uh, and they were only listed five days ago so they still uh, are pretty young Ryan what what do you think about Cluecoin? Yeah I agree with you Logan uh, I don't see any differentiating factors with it uh, so for that reason I'm going to give it a bust I think that if any of these coins will be blowing up it's going to be like Safe Moon and Come Rocket and those coins that have been out since like basically Binance Smart Chain began. The, the newer coins probably uh, won't gain as much traction. I mean, it's kind of similar with Doge, right? You see Doge and then you see Shiba uh, like blow up because they're some of the first like doggy-themed cryptocurrencies. And then everyone else tries to copy it. Some of them might take off, but most of them won't. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. The one thing they do have that's a little different is it, it says they have a dedicated charity wallet in each month, month the dividends are earned will be sent to charities that have been nominated by shareholders, which I'd, I'd assume people hold X amount of coins, but that's not really different. Like, like you guys said, I mean, it, it all depends if it's trending Uh safe moon is, you know, doing really well. It, I, I wouldn't keep going into it. You know, if you have some for a while ago and you made money, it's worth just holding it. But it did start this whole DeFi boom on Binance Chain. There's been a few beforehand, but they pretty much molded that whole smart contract where 5% here, 5% there, and it gets redistributed auto-staking. They they kind of um, made that popular because there's a lot of templates that are just safe moon contracts. So, you know, they're all about the same, just little different aspects. But yeah, I, I'd agree. It's They can be risky. So, Trey, are you going to give this one a bust as well? Yeah, um, Ryan makes a good point. He's, he was saying that, like, when there's a coin that innovate and create something new, then it has potential to do something. But if there's nothing unique about it, then I'll give it a bust. And like Brian was saying, like, there is that charity aspect to it, but it's still not enough, you know, time even because it was just posted. So I feel like you got to give it more time to see what it's going to do. So I'll give it a bust. Yeah, and despite us giving it a bust, that does not mean there's not money to be made. Um, we are just looking at the fundamentals from a pretty high level. Um, alrighty, that is it for ClueCoin. Do you guys have any other ones you want to go for? Lean or HiFi? OGN. It looks like James said OGN in the chat. That's actually a James. good one, yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. All right. OGN. Let me pull it up. Do you guys know anything about it? Is that Origin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Origin protocol. 
And here is the coin market cap page for it. Um, so we're going to look at the rank, 121st uh, biggest overall, up 63% today, has a market cap of $420 million, uh, and a circulating supply of 311 million coins. It is based on the Ethereum chain, and it has been in trading since uh, April of 2020, it looks like. Yeah, it, it, it's a, I, I'm pretty sure what they're trying to do is become almost an e-commerce to goods and services platform where you don't have to go through um, what it says in their description. You don't have to go through a middleman to get the thing. You just, you list it almost like a Craigslist, but not really. That's just an example of a no middleman marketplace kind of thing. So it's a peer to peer with the IPFS and blockchain and it's, really well done um hmm. it, it's very decentralized and very it, i i see a lot of uh promise for ogn especially with it being on coinbase it's like we've said anything on coinbase even though get that. oh my Could goodness you try again? sorry <laughs> even on coinbase it's still gonna be pretty good yeah so, yeah going going brian's going. point about ipfs the interplanetary file system uh, the creator of Filecoin actually came up with that innovation, and I know it's been used in a couple other projects like Origin. Uh, it's actually very innovative technology that works with blockchain um, to do a lot more with the blockchain than just, uh, say, like a proof of work typical like Bitcoin blockchain can do. Um, so, like, for example, Filecoin is able to use the IPFS to like store files and have that peer-to-peer -peer marketplace where you can get data storage. So I'm sure Origin's using it in a similar capacity for their marketplace, and, and it's a definitely a very promising technology. Yeah, yeah this I, is yeah, one that I have a new way. Go ahead, that's just good. Oh yeah, that's the, the interplanetary file system? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, on yeah, Brave this... browser, you can actually have it on your computer and run a node too, and it, it will be the new way that things are transferred even if you know i believe in filecoin i think filecoin is a great concept and a great service but ipfs is going to get i think globally um adopted as the new way to send and receive data just because it's so easy super fast doesn't take up any space and it's just so much better than having to share or email you know files or pictures or whatever you need to do it's instantaneous well, you've got me excited about this coin. I'm definitely going to be looking into it a little bit later today. Um, I'm going to give this one a moon. What do you guys think? Moon. Yeah, I agree. I'd give it a moon. I mean, it went down to almost 50 cents during the crypto crash, and it's already up to over $1.30. It's up over 62% today alone. So there's been a really hard bounce with this. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a moon in my opinion. Uh, if you guys have watched other shows, you know I like these cryptocurrencies ranked right around this 120th ranked uh, cryptocurrency market cap. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of potential for this to grow in the future. Agreed. Awesome. Next up, let's look at Lean. L-I-E-N. Uh, this is the 2,738th biggest coin with a market cap of $20 million. Uh, and a circulating supply, it looks like it's uncapped, I'm guessing that's what that means, uh, it is on the Ethereum blockchain, and it has been trading since 
uh, September of 2020 uh, when it peaked right after launch. Since then, it's been pretty dormant. Um, as far as fundamentals, let's see what they do. That's not the right button. So it looks like Lean is a, um, it has a stable coin and an option platform. So you can create uh, two times leverage tokens, long positions on ETH without liquidation hmm. or margin calls. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's, it's a good idea and I get the name now. Um, it makes sense. Uh, I, I actually kind of, I'm digging it. I didn't know about this one and I, I like that idea. So how does it work having a, having leverage without a margin call? Um, that's what they figured out. I don't know. On their website, they have an infograph to um, kind of describe how it works. I I mean, honestly, yeah. it's kind of beyond me. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I've, I've tried to look into it too. It's, it's pretty confusing stuff the way they go about it. Um, I know like for ETH two times leverage tokens, it's not always 2x leverage because you wouldn't be able to do that without uh, like having margin available uh, to trade and, and essentially be liquidated. So I, I know you're basically exposed to two times the volatility of Ethereum, but not in all cases, like at the the ends of both, of both sides. Uh, say Ethereum goes down to $500, then you would actually be over leveraged with your token and you wouldn't actually be at, at 2x leverage. But it, it tries to mimic the 2x leverage as best as it can. Very, very interesting. This seems pretty cool. I'm going to give this one a moon. Yeah, I see a lot of promise to it. I, I, I'd agree. Um, if the way they do it's very complicated, but I, I like it. Um, I'll give it a moon. I'm going to go with a bust just because I know there are other competitors out there that are doing similar things. Um, being that Lean is uh, less than 2,000th ranked uh, market cap coin, uh, it's probably not the biggest project doing this, and, and for that reason, I'm going to give it a bust. I can see that. So, oh, Trey, I actually I have a question for you. Um, I know you're invested in Ethereum and these bigger cryptocurrencies with very solid fundamentals. Uh, have you ever bought any like smaller altcoins looking for like really high percent gains or... Do you stay away from these more risky cryptocurrencies and, and stick to the more tried and true ones? So I've put money into some of the smaller ones like um, Ethereum Classic, if that counts. And, you know, um, I'm looking to get into XRP. Like, I'm not sure if it's if it's too late or not. I mean, it already went up a lot. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. mess with a little bit and then put a little bit of money in there enough that I'm willing to, to lose, but not something that I'm looking to make a return on, you know. So, yeah, I mess around with it a little bit, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it has potential to really grow and have some upside All right yeah that's that's how i go about it too i'll i'll put most of my portfolio in the really solid large cryptocurrencies and then if i want to mess around with something smaller i'll throw a little bit of money at it and if it moons it moons if it busts it busts and i'll lose whatever small amount of money i put in it yeah i, I like that and having that whole um idea behind you know if I lose this money, it's okay. I'm not putting my life savings in it. I'm not losing everything that I made, but I have this money because it's a it's almost a calculated gamble, and that's what some of these altcoins really are. But with you know, at least you have a lot more information about them. But I I, I like that um, strategy. It's pretty solid. Probably working well too.
most definitely. Unfortunately, that is all that we have time for today. So lean will be the last coin that we're going to talk about. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in one last time. Go please drop a like, uh, subscribe to the channel. Thanks for coming in again this week. Make sure you go check out Trey Little on your favorite social medias. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Actually, no, do we have a Friday show this week? First Friday show? I think so. I think so. We will confirm, but I believe Friday at 4 p.m. is the first Friday episode of Moon or Bust. So we will see you on Friday. Alrighty, guys. See ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.